G'day and welcome to Property Australia's favourite obsession. My name's Jeremy Cowan and today is another Quick Hits episode where we want to talk about protecting your credit score. Now, I'll be back next week with the part two of our Jules Wilcox interview, which is very interesting. Jules, the international investor. But today, Rory Serkin from Own Home Loans is here to talk about what we need to do, Rory, to protect our credit score. G'day and welcome. Thanks, Jez. Thanks for having me on again. Great to be here. Yeah, well, this is a really important topic, isn't it? Um, you know, how do we protect our credit scores? So let's start off with what is a credit score and why is it important to us? Well, mate, the credit score is a really, you know, it's a, it, it's a proxy that the, that the lenders use for your character. So it's basically saying, um, how does a lender, when they don't know you, pick up a piece of paper and say, okay, how has um, this client treated debt in, in their past. So their view is that if you've treated debt in the past, there's a likelihood you're not going to treat debt well in the future. So therefore, lower credit score, therefore less likely to approve or um, you know maybe a loan for a non-conforming lender who prices for risk and can be very expensive. So um, so it's just a way that that people can, um, you know, an easily digestible uh, way for people to, um, to, to be ranked. So the current, um, in, in Australia, they use um, a service called Equifax, which is from the States. Um, and credit score has become more and more important because it's been important in the States or it's been widely used, I should say, in the States for a long time. It wasn't that popular in Australia up till reasonably recently. Um, mm. But now... Uh, there's so much more data um, and then, you know, there's so um, that there is, they're just more scientific with it. So they can assign, the algorithm can assign you a score um, yeah, for the Equifax, which is the biggest one in Australia, as I said, goes from zero to 1200 um, where, you know, anything sort of below 500-ish is, is no good. Um, you know, it sort of, it goes up. A good credit score starts at about, you know, the six, mid-600s. Um, and if you've got, you know, if you're tipping up around that 1,000 mark, you, you, you know, you're pretty pretty good. So um, there's lots of different inputs uh, into that. Um, and, you know, some are more closely guarded secrets than than others. But, you know, it's it's you know, the type of credit that you have, you know, if you've got um, the size of it, how many credit inquiries you get. So how often is your, is your file being hit? Um, you know, how old the file is. So, you know, this is something that where a younger person is probably going to have a, a lower score than an older person um, because, you know, the, the age of the data is important um, to, to them. Um, look, and then, what about things, things like, like defaults? I was going to say, what Sorry. about, yeah, defaults, utility bills, yeah. what, you know, that sort of stuff. Do that, so, does all that sort of, you know, my yeah. mobile phone, um, you know, how does that all feed into it, Rory? Yeah, sure. So defaults, and this is probably, this is one that, you know, has, has been around for a long time. And it used to be your credit file just had basically the, the negative stuff. So bang, you, you know, you, you had a, a default with Telstra, um, you know, uh, that was you know, not a great thing to have on your credit file or a, a court writ or something. Um, they still do come under your credit, uh, the, the new credit system, um, and they are they will have a dramatic impact on your credit score. So, um, yeah, they don't. So currently, 
there's comprehensive credit reporting, which all the banks or most of the banks now are sort of sharing their data. And over the last two years, every payment that you make on a credit card or a home loan or a, or a lease or whatever um, is a mark there. And they say, yeah, was it on time? Was it a month late, two months late, three months late? Was it, um, you know, have you closed that account? So that sort of data going back two, two years. So it doesn't necessarily get you into a default situation, but it is every month along, you know, for the last two years. So all these things sort of add up to, to your score. Now, things like, as you mentioned, um, uh, telecommunications or utilities bills, they don't go into comprehensive credit reporting. So you can't see how you've, if you've paid those on times or not. It's only if you've fully defaulted uh, on those and you have not paid for, you know, you've, they've gone through the process, they've sent debt collectors, you still haven't paid and then they register a, a default uh, on your on your file. But so all of that absolutely comes into creating your credit score. Yeah, it's interesting. And, so you said in the States it's been used for a long time and it's, it's mm. more and more being used here. So we're going mm. back two years at the moment. Um, would that two years in another three years become five years that they'll be going back or is it likely no, just to stay with your last two years? Just your last two years. In my understanding is, is it's just going to be your last two years. So credit um, things like defaults can stay in your file for five years or seven years if it's what they call a clear out, which is basically you've just moved house and haven't told anyone and you've just you've cleared out um that that they're looked upon more dimly um things like um you know bankruptcies and whatnot they stay on your file for seven years but i don't think the comprehensive credit reporting is going to stay for is, is going to expand past past that two year mark yeah okay so what about you mentioned um bankruptcy what about um other uh, court judgments like say duis and that sort of stuff um so no, only financial court judgments are put on there. So um, you know, so if you had a um, if you had a car accident and um, you um, had a dispute over that car accident and there was a financial settlement involved, uh, and and you that that can go on there. So um, yeah, certainly things like that, but just it has to be financial settlements that that um, that, that are placed there. What about things like your Betfair account and um, uh, you know the buy now pay later's etc. Um, how are they likely oh, to be seen? They they only if you do a credit check. So every time you do a credit check, um, the the um, that is listed. Okay, so you've got a section there that says uh, the the file has been accessed by a certain provider. Buy buy now pay later. Um, some do, some don't. Um, Betfair, no, because they will, they don't, they're not a credit, they don't provide credit. Um, you, you pay as you go for them. I've never seen one on there. That's my understanding. I'm not a big punter, but that's my, that's my understanding. Um, it's only things that you can, you actually apply for credit, sign the privacy consent form to allow them to do a credit check. That will appear uh, on there. And so the more of those you've got as a general rule, um, the lower your credit score goes, but it gets to a point, well, if you want credit, you're going to have to get a credit check. So it has to go on there. So but what you want to avoid uh, is, is it being hit multiple times, especially in a short period of time. Um, so, you know, especially if, if, if a credit file comes and there's four or five credit card inquiries in a, in a, within a week, any lender is going to look at that and, and say, it's, well, it, number one is going to create, uh, affect your credit score, but number two, when it actually hits and someone's actually physically looking at it, they're going, to, oh, what's going on here? This is not a good sign. So either a sign that they're getting declined m multiple times 
or they're just trying to rack up all this credit for some purpose. So either way, um, they, they'll kind of look into that um, and won't look at it in a very positive light usually. It's a bit of a trap too. You need to, if you are a user of those buy now, pay later services that, as you said, some of them will do a look into your credit once when you open your account, but there are mm. providers that will do a credit check every time you make a purchase and consequently you could be potentially hitting your um, your credit file you know, repetitively with that, um, uh, with that buy now, pay later provider. Sure. So be, yeah, be very careful and, and ask the question, ask, you know, before you delve into any sort of credit, you should know what you're delving into. Um, so, so um, ask these questions, you know, that's, and, and the problem uh, is that, that it's, it's, they're obviously booming. There's new players coming on the market all the time. So it's very hard for us to sit here and say, do X, Y, and Z because, new player might come on with totally different rules and a different way of, of, of doing things. So, um, you know, you've got to make sure that you know what's going to happen to your credit file and, and you should be pretty protective of your credit file because it's, it sticks with you for, for, for a long time. And it takes, if, if something goes wrong with it, it can take a long time to, to fix. Um, and now, as I touched on earlier with, with, with pricing to risk, it can affect how much you pay for, for a home loan um, or for a car loan for that matter. So um, what we want to do is, is be protective of it and understand before you sign a privacy act for someone just to hit your credit file, understand what that you're actually signing um, and, and yeah, ask questions. So what happens um, if, uh, if I have a couple of black marks on my name that, um, that are there in error, what can I do about that? And I guess the first question maybe I should ask is, does that ever actually happen? Do, uh, yeah, you know, do these things ever get wrong? Sure, absolutely, 100%. They, they, they do. Um, so the first step is to go back to Equifax um, and to see why it's, it's on there uh, and also go to the, the, the people that put it on there. Um, mistakes are made. You know, um, things are put on in error um, and... Uh, some and if it was absolutely an error, then um, they will they will they'll fix it. Okay, so I've seen them get fixed many many times. Then you, you can kind of get into um, a more technical area where there's a very strict process that a, a credit provider needs to go through before they can put a default on a credit file. So um, if they didn't follow that perfectly, the credit provider must remove it. Now, most people don't understand what that process is and be able to find the holes in it, but there are certainly companies out there um, that, that are experts in that, um, some better than others, um, but who will go check through your file. And if there was put on in error or the process wasn't followed, they will follow it up to get rid of that off your credit file. So it's just because it's there doesn't mean it has to stay there. Um, you know, if the credit provider put it on there and they put it on there for the right reasons and they did their job properly, well, it's there and it's going to stay. But if they made a mistake, it should come off. Mm. What about identity theft? Um, yeah, that's a big thing now with yep. so much happening, um, you know, uh, with technology, et cetera. Um, what do we do if we're a victim of identity theft, Rory? Oh, it's a nightmare, mate. I've got one at the moment that, um, you know, they've had to go through the process of, of, of um, getting a whole new credit file done. They have to lock it down so that, you know, um, they can't, um, so, so the credit file can't just be hit um, without it being unlocked. So, any so we're 
going for a loan and we had to coordinate with the lender to say, right, do your credit check at this time because we have to unlock their file so you can get in there because we can't leave the file open uh, or um, you know, other credit can be, can, can be asked for. So um, there's certainly processes like that, that they can, um, that Equifax can stop your file being accessed and therefore your credit won't, yeah, if someone's trying to use your details to get a loan, they won't be able to because they can't get a credit file on you. Um, but yeah, that's that's certainly, um, yeah, you've got to go through the police um, and it's, yeah, it's, it, it really is, it's just a pain for these poor people who've no fault of their own, have to go through, jump through all these more hoops um, that they really shouldn't have to. But um you know, it's just, it's one of those things, but I'd say, yeah, that's certainly a police matter and it's a um, something that Equifax or the other bureaus will, will, will assist with, but it's just, it is, mate, there's no other way of saying it's a pain in the butt. Huh. Yeah. Well, I guess another reason why we, uh, you know, we need to be so, so vigilant with that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how do we improve our credit score? Obviously you've mentioned before, um, you know, making sure that we pay on time, Yep, um, that's number one. Absolutely, <laughs> be a good credit citizen. I guess is the yeah. is the first one, isn't it? Um, Keep your, yeah, absolutely. Keep all your stuff up to date. Um, and if you're not keeping stuff, or if you feel like I'm, a, you know, you've you've lost your job or something like that, communicate with your lender. There, you know, it, we saw lenders i think doing some great stuff at the start of COVID with you know the freezes of their of, of people's loans all they had to do is fill out an online form or give them a call or whatever that process was for this for the different lenders right they, they really kicked into gear and there wasn't um uh overly negative effects of doing that there were some things at the edges but but as a rule they did it really really well um care teams at um or yeah, the, the teams that I say care teams because the sort of NAB terms because when I was in at NAB there was that they call it the care team and they mm-hmm. um, they uh, are really really good and they're really nice people usually at helping people through uh, issues. They don't want to um, be chasing people for, for for the money. They don't want to necessarily you know, put black marks on people's names and make it harder for them to refinance or do other things. So they will work through uh, to um, help clients through issues so things like freezing loans for six months has been going on for years it just hasn't been a wholesale need for it because thank you know thankfully there wasn't a pandemic but if you lost your job um you can still call them and and go half payments or six month freeze the same sort of stuff that was coming out during covid has always been available but you've got to talk to the lender and they will not put a black mark on your name um, if that's the case so it the caveat on that is it can affect their bank's internal credit scoring. So there's external credit scoring, which is Equifax. There's internal credit scoring, which is that current that, that lenders their um, their information on you, especially as a current client. So there is a little bit of that. However, importantly, it'll protect your more broad uh, credit score through someone like Equifax um, by just talking to them and talk early. And if you've got a broker involved, talk to them. Um, yeah, you know, we're all here in 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 this industry to help people through um, issues because a lot of the time they're they're temporary and we get through them and we move on. Um, but if you if you close up shop and you stop answering your phone and stop returning emails, uh, it's 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 surefire way to make it uglier than what it needs to be. 
we've all watched those American movies where they talk about, or American sitcoms or whatever it might be, where they talk about the need to establish a credit file early. Um, is, is that the case here in Australia as well? And, you know, would you encourage someone to start a credit card as soon as they could to create a, an opener credit file? No, no, I wouldn't. I, I, um, I think credit cards in the wrong hands are just evil. I think that um, the sort of person you'd be generally asking, uh, suggesting that to would be a you know, 18, 20 ish year old, someone who's, you know, wants to start and that temptation for them, they don't understand. And unfortunately there's not the education in, in Australia or, or in many parts around the world about credit and, and, and money management. So I think that that is a really risky thing um, to have happen. Um, putting a, something like a credit card in the hand of someone who um, really doesn't know how to use it or doesn't understand the implications of using it poorly. So I do, we, we look after a lot of first home buyers um, in, in this business. Um, and I've never had a, uh, a first home buyer declined because they don't have an active credit file. I just haven't had, I, I haven't had one. Um, yeah. You've got a new kid coming through wanting to wanting to um, buy a home there's nothing negative on their credit file lenders understand that you know it ticks all the other boxes um yeah they're they're, they're um yeah, they've got a job they they can afford it and we're opening up their credit file f- for this i think well great they haven't gone out and done it and got crappy credit and whatever and they they, they're, they're thinking about credit seriously they're not just willy-nilly going going out get credit so i would certainly not Council, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest to someone to go and get a credit card um, to to open up that credit file. I think there's there's too many negatives to it to to overcome a potential positive that I've never seen actually coming to fruition. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you know some people do get a bit caught up on all that sort of stuff. And you're right. I mean, it's you know, certainly seems better to have a clean credit file than um, you know necessarily you know just create a credit file for the sake of creating one. Yep, absolutely. It's just it's just too risky. I mean, you know, if if you if you if you know that you're that sort of person that can, is absolutely no way they're going to use it or or use it irresponsibly or whatever, fine. But you know, my son's turning eighteen on on Monday, mate, and I wouldn't put a credit card in his hand. So you know, <laughs> what I mean? so, um, yeah. So again, horses for courses, but uh, avoid. Uh, avoid credit cards where possible. And I just don't see a, a need for it. Most, you know, a lot of kids these days might have a, a Telstra file. So like that's going to open up a credit credit file and, you know, have a, everyone's got a mobile phone. So that's, that's, that's one that you, you're going to need anyway. So that's probably a better way of doing it. If you feel the need to open up a credit file. There's not too many kids out there who'd miss a, um, a mobile phone bill um, in yeah. case their mobile <laughs> phone got cut off. Absolutely. Can't have that, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So I'm really interested about this one as well that you mentioned before about the internal and external um, credit files. Um, You've also mentioned before about uh, how banks and other financial institutions, you know, now create uh, files and talk to one another uh, about you at a a credit level that the open banking um, uh, regime that we're moving towards and into now where you know you will become the, the the holder of your information, but there's going to be a whole lot more information that's going to be flying and buying about you. But that is going to make those credit reports, um, you know, thicker and thicker and thicker as they monitor more and more of your financial transactions. You, sure. you that means that the more data they have, the better the uh, assessment of your credit worthiness will become. 
Do you mm-hmm. think there will be a time in the future where when you go to a lending institution, um, there won't necessarily just be one rate that everyone pays, but rather the rate will be reflective of your credit, uh, um, your credit standing? Yeah, look, absolutely. I think it's already it's it's already happening with uh, with some of the non bank lenders and the um, you know uh, non conforming lenders where you know it's absolutely price to risk at that at that level. Um, then there's at the other end um, there's there's lenders that just strictly apply a minimum credit score, and if you're not if you haven't got that, well, they're not going to look at you um, because they're their, their whole thing is they want to keep their rates as low as possible. And how they do that is they want only want the, the best credit quality um, to come to them. So it's already happening. Um, you know, will it happen to the point of saying, you know, walk into ANZ and, and be offered different pricing depending on your credit score? I don't know. Potentially, they certainly certainly can. Um, will will they will they do that? I don't I don't know. But it's certainly happening around the edges. And there's certain ways that they. Um, that, that different lenders are making that happen in in a way already. So, uh, and I can I, I can't see I can't say that's that that stopping, but I just don't know how how far it'll go. It's an interesting one. It's something that we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on as um, as the cycle and technology evolves. So let's wrap it up there, uh, Raw. It's been a really I think important uh, conversation today. Um, and I hope we've got everyone thinking at least about, you know, why they need to protect their uh, credit score because it it can have, you know, huge implications for you down the track and it's something that we definitely need to, uh, you know, take very seriously, don't we? Absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, couldn't agree more. Just, um, just, just be aware of it, keep an eye on it, do all the right things and, and, and the score will take care of itself. So if Rory, if anyone's got any questions for you and they'd like to uh, reach out and have a conversation, where's the best place to get in contact with you? Mate, jump on our website, ownhomeloans.com.au. Um, our phone number's there, there's contact forms. Um, yeah, love, love for people to reach out and if they just want to have a chat in more detail, uh, love to hear from them. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Um, we'll, of course, put those details in the show notes below. Um, we'd love to help you on your property journey. You know, we think property is such a fantastic asset. So feel free to contact us with any questions or queries um, or just reach out on our social media. Um, thanks again, Raw. It's been great having you with me. Thanks, Jez. Pleasure as always, mate. And to our listeners, thank you very much. Uh, remember to like, subscribe and leave a rating or review for Property Australia's favourite obsession – I've been your host, Jeremy Cowan, and until next time, let's keep obsessing about property. Any opinions or recommendations expressed should be considered general in nature, as they do not consider your personal objectives or financial circumstances. You should therefore consider these matters yourself before deciding whether the advice is appropriate to you and if you should act upon it. Should advice be sought, please seek an appropriately qualified advisor. Investing may not be appropriate for everyone, as there is inherent risk and the possibility of loss when investing in financial assets, just as there is the possibility of profits. While useful for identifying patterns, history and past performance do not guarantee future performance. Calvin Flack has a commercial relationship with guests appearing on this production. 